Hey, te pasa, Calexico. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, like always, before we begin, um, I want to thank a couple of people, and I'm pretty excited because um, we're getting a, a lot of new uh, sponsors, so I'm, I really appreciate it. Um, first, I want to thank my friends Camilo, Sergio, Jake, and Dylan. Thank you guys for sponsoring the podcast. also want to thank Dents on Border for sponsoring the podcast. If you have any dents on your car, um, make sure you contact them. I'll leave the link in the description of the podcast. also want to thank Sergio's Tacos and Hot Dogs. They've been serving the Imperial San Diego and Yuma counties for over two, eight years uh, with Mexicali-style hot dogs and taquizas. So if you want to contact them, their phone number is 760-562-0057. And you can also find them under Sergio's Tacos and Hot Dogs on Facebook. And finally, I want to thank my friend um, David Gassel. Um, if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Imperial San Diego counties, make sure you contact David. He's not, a real, he's not only a realtor, but an investor with over 20 years of experience, and he'll teach you along the way one of the most important investments of your life. Before I begin my conversation with my guest today, um, I just want to remind everybody that this is not an endorsement. It's just an opportunity for the candidate to come on the show and talk about themselves and for you, the voter, to get to know them a little bit more. So yeah, um, today um, I'm really excited to talk to this person because we've been trying to catch you know, each other, but, um, you know, I understand running a campaign, being a mom, working has been pretty, you know, a little hectic trying to, um, coordinate this, but I'm glad that I'm, I finally uh, caught her at a decent good, you know, good time. It's nine o'clock on Thursday night. So thank you for, for being here. Um, I guess today is Katie Burnworth. Thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad we can finally touch base, even though it's nine o'clock on a Thursday night. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, before we begin, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, who you are and, and, you know, um, a little bit of background? Yeah. So, um, my name is Katie Burnworth and I'm a candidate for Imperial city council right now. Um, currently I actually sit on the city of Imperial's planning commission. And so I've done that for about a year and, um, yeah, so I work at Imperial County air pollution control district for my day job. And then I have two kids. Uh, and then, you know, so most importantly, like being their mom. And so, um, yeah, born and raised in Imperial. I moved away for college uh, for a few years and then, you know, knew I wanted to come back because right now, like I work on environmental issues. And so it's been really cool experience to actually work on environmental issues that are, you know, they actually hit and affect the people that, you know, you love and you care about. So for me, that was always really cool um, and make a difference like in my own community. And so, you know, just prompted like getting involved. And it's like, I, I'm very strong believer if you're going to complain about the problem and you're not going to help fix it, then you're part of the problem. So, you know, <laughs> ah, sorry, <laughs> um, you know, but so, so yeah, here I am. And, you know, it just, hold on. Uh, I totally messed up my own too. Man, <laughs> sorry. Are mm-hmm. we live? Hold on. What the heck did it do? <laughs> there we go. Sorry, my phone rang and it's like totally linked to my iPad or my computer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. Um, yeah, we're all getting used to these these Zoom things, right? These Zoom meetings and stuff. Um, yeah. So, so what prompted you to to run? I mean, being a you know, you know. Uh, a single mom and and working and you know doing all these things and then you know you add on the fact that we're in a pandemic a lot of people might kind of like shy away from 
you know, running for elected office because, um, you know, there's going to be, you know, budget cuts and all these, you know, issues that we're going to face due to these, the pandemic. What, you know, made you say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, run for for city council? Well, for starters, like the biggest thing is for me, you know, my late husband and I decided, um, had our kids and one of the biggest morals and values that we wanted to instill in them was to give back to the community and, you know, that civic work that is thankless, but you do it for there's a greater thing outside there than yourself. And he was a firefighter. So I always kind of knew that he took the charge on it. You know, he would always like the joke was always like, oh, mommy saves trees and, you know, puts projects in the ground. And dad's a super cool firefighter that comes to save the day, you know, so he's obviously no longer here and you don't want me running into danger. I can <laughs> But I can uh, make a difference in my own ways, which is why I'm running for city council. It's why I sit on planning commission, just to make that impact and show my kids and lead by example. You know, of there's so many different ways that you can give back to your community and you should. Yeah. Um, Imper- Imperial is, isn't like um, most of the, I guess, big city. Well, the other city seeing the rally because you know i don't know much about imperial politics because it seems like they're kind of mellow like there isn't that much conflict i guess the biggest thing that that you the city recently gave us to talk about was the fact that they want to reopen the businesses which is a, a for a lot of people is a, such a touchy topic because you know i mean i understand why why the city wanted to open because you know there's a lot of people that depend on you know these these local businesses, small businesses. But um, can you tell me a little bit about imperial politics? Like, look, yes. what yeah, you're it's, are? sorry, <laughs> it's very different. You know, um, it, they've kind of isolated themselves. I want to say from a lot of other cities and a lot of county and state agencies, they're you know, declaring saying they're they're going to go against the state is. I mean, very clear that there's a disconnect. And instead of going through the proper channels, like I am small business partner in Imperial. And when the city said, hey, you guys can open, it sounded good. It made a lot of small business owners who felt like nobody was listening to them or nobody was going to bat or cared about them. It made them feel that, you know, somebody was out there fighting for them, which they were, but they had no authority then to protect you. And for example, the business that I'm a partner in, we have a alcohol license that's through the state of California. We're a small brewery. And then our food license goes through the county health department. So instead of using these proper channels and taking all that time and energy to focus in and build these relationships with the county and with the state and offer people to go help, they tried to fight against this, the city or the county and the guidelines, which they have no authority to do. So, you know, personally, I think that's where they, they do things like that and it kind of gets them alienated. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah, it was uh, like the, the talk of the town, you know, when yeah. Imperial wanted to go against the, the state and, and, and the County, um, you're running against, um, two incumbents and, um, a lot of people say that, you know, when they didn't say, but, you know, people kind of like want to throw the, you know, oh, I have experience in city council and politics. What are some of like your life experiences or work experiences or educational background that you think might uh, make you a, a great city council member? 
So I think you're totally correct when you say that the incumbents, they do have an upper hand because they are in those closed session meetings and they, you know, obviously they have experience with that. I bring to the table though, I have a bachelor's in biology with a chemistry minor. So then that mean, like, you know, pretty much means my mind's like <laughs> programmed to solve problems or at least look into them. Uh, but I worked in the private industry for the beginning of my career. And so I went from that where time is money as a geothermal power plant. So every time, every everything was crucial. Every second that plant wasn't running, they were losing money. So, and then obviously I worked in the environmental department. So you're kind of just, you know, you're another expense in their eyes. And so, you know, you really learn to cut corners, not cut corners, but to make projects cost efficient. And so that, and then working in the public industry, which I worked for IID for a few years, and now I've worked at most of Imperial County for almost about two. And so I've been working all for a public agency, working on the Salt Sea issues out there and the environmental disaster that's going on there, which it brings some of the most political red tape and bureaucratic red tape of any project in the region. Um, you have the state agencies, you have various federal agencies, you have various local agencies. And yeah, it gets very, very, very political. So I come, you know, and then also I, you know, business partner myself and we're surviving the pandemic. You know, we were one of those, we started with about 20 employees and then we were down to one because that's, you know, how much our business was cut. So you know, right now we're living through it. We're having to adapt. And I think I bring all those perspectives. Plus my parents grew up and I grew up around small business. So my parents owned a bike shop. So everything, you know, thinking everything as a business, you have that time is money, but you understand the public agency process. You learn how to talk to everybody and you can see it from all these different perspectives. You know, I might not be the expert you know, business, small business owner, but I can look in their shoes and kind of understand where they're coming from. When somebody who's only worked for a public agency really probably isn't going to have that mindset. So, you know, you usually get somebody who's just worked in the private industry or the public agency, and then they have a hard time understanding the red tape that comes with spending public monies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I work in um, education and, you know, I understand where, you have a budget, but yet, you know, there's this money can only be spent on, you know, these kids or these only on these uh, materials or, you know, different types of, but you know, um, like Title One money and all these things that, and it's the same with, you know, um, city or county money that, you know, the state or the federal government are, is assigning to, to, to each uh, city. Um, you're part of this big group of uh, what is it like thirty five other women in the county that that are running for elected office. How does how does that make you feel? That was actually really cool, and to sit back and I'm one of the younger women candidates. Uh, I want to say I might be the youngest one of us on there, um, but to see all the different perspectives, right? So I'm a twenty nine year old, you know, widowed mom, white you know, and then you have these people from other cultures and they all face different struggles from being a woman. You know, for me, I was, I grew up around it. So I raced BMX growing up and it was a predominantly, you know, male sport. And so I 
was it but it, like so for me like going against the boys and doing something that was very manly or you know not out of like the specific like gender norm um you know for me it was just second nature but to hear about them and hear some of their comments and struggles that they've had it just kind of makes me proud that i can be here to like stand with them and be like hey we're doing this and we're not going to let anybody scare us down um or back us down or you know trying to push their weight i mean and which is fine and like i was always never even though like i rode with all the boys like they would never cut me any slack and just because I was a girl, they were like too bad, you know, like I'd fall and they'd be like, dude, you're fine. Like quit crying, Katie. Like, you yeah. know, they didn't care. And so for me, like, it was always like no different, you know, I didn't really feel it as much, but to see them and like be able to stand with them and see how, you know, for them, it was just this whole big different culture thing. Um, yeah. It was really cool. Really inspiring. Yeah. And you mentioned your age. Um, you're 29. Um, I was going to ask your age, but my mom told me never to ask a woman her age. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying my last eight days of being 29. Oh, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> my last, yeah. I'm going to be 30 next Saturday. So. so has that been like an issue where like, cause I mean, obviously, um, not to call other the, the other yeah. people running against you old, but you know they're obviously older than you. Has that been something that has been been brought up? Because there's a, there's a lot of um there's a lot of young kids that are, well I mean I call them kids because I'm almost right. for, I'm almost forty. Um, so there's a lot of uh, you know younger generations you know getting involved with whether it's just getting people out to vote or you know running themselves. Um, you know has that age been a a, a factor for you or? yes and no so we all going into an election running a campaign and knowing you're a younger candidate you know that you're going to get kind of beat up on it so i've heard people like i had somebody ask me if i had run ever ran for high school office because it looked like i might not have uh got out of high school not that long ago and i was like i've already had my 10-year reunion so <laughs> you know that like that made me feel old i guess and um but I mean, for me, I, I just, I kind of go, okay, like, yeah, but they, oh, I always bat them with, but look how much life experience I have, you know, not, but yeah, I might be young, but I'm a single mom of a six-year-old, a three-year-old, you know, I'm a business partner. I, you know, I've worked hard, like for everything. I grew up racing BMX and it's an individual sport and, you know, I turned pro at that when i was 15 mm -hmm. and so you know i just it was instilled in me like hard work so i can get like i'm young enough to still be adapted and move into like this new technology like i'm you know the one thing i will say that good came out is covid is so many people were forced to get with the 2020 technology like you know, it's so awesome that people will now use DocuSign. Um, but I'm like still young enough to adapt with the times and be able to relate to the younger generations. But then I still know that, you know, I might not have lived through and have all that other experience that those older candidates bring to the table. But I do know that I have the resources around me because I have a lot of relationships with the older, you know, the older generation. And I know that that's where they beat me out at. So I'm always... You know, I have a lot of mentors that I ask for advice and just, you know, from their experience. So, you know, for me is, you know, if I don't have the experience, I'm going to go out and ask somebody who does and bring, you know, those to the table. 
Hey guys, sorry for the interruption, but it's time to pay some bills. So here's a word from one of our sponsors. All right, so now back to our regularly scheduled podcast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and it's it because in, in other places, um, um, like I've been talking to other candidates, and and I feel that Imperial is the one where you know most of the candidates are a huge part of the community. You know, maybe being that it's it's a smaller community, you know, everybody gets to know pretty much every, everybody. But like in here in Calexico, even though it's small, um, I feel that not a lot of people are involved in the community. And I feel that because I was, I was watching a, um, I guess it was like a debate that the Imperial Chamber of Commerce um, had done. And it feels like um, most of the candidates are really involved and, and, and are part of the community. Um, do you feel that, you know, that's that should be something that's important, that, that's important for somebody that's running for city council to be part of the community? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, when... When I was growing up, Imperial was still super small. So it was like 5,000 people in my class. Graduating class was maybe 150. Mm. So when I graduated from high school, the population of Imperial was still like 8,000 people. And so now it's almost 20,000 people. So to me, it seems like there's still a lot of those younger generation, like those people who grew up with it being small and they're all having families and they're bringing people in. And that's how you were raised. You were raised to be involved in the community. You're raised that your community is your family. And so I think it's just been passed down. And that's something that Imperials really prides themselves on is, you know, they're very proud of, you know, I've said it before that the Imperial would be there to congratulate you with your accomplishments. And then pick you up when you're going through adversity. So it's very different type of perspective. If you look at Imperial school rates, actually that's some of the lowest in the County. So it just kind of tells like, you know, you have those teachers who make you really feel wanted, you know, and then you have your community groups like your 4-H and everybody's pretty involved. So it's, it's really cool. It makes it unique. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Imperial in itself, the city is, uh, you know, a little bit unique because of, uh, you know, you have your main, you know, the the main part of Imperial, the, small, the old town Imperial, and then you have all, all this new development, but um, it's kind of like separate, you know, it, yeah. it's growing, but it's kind of like growing out like on the outskirts and, and it's, and it's because it's the, the way the small, you know, the, the old town is kind of like centralizing that area and then houses are growing to the other sides. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, uh, one of the things that you guys brought up when I was watching the, uh, the, the, I guess the debate was, um, that um you need to attract more people to that area but due to was it highway 86 that it's kind of like it's hard for you know you need to kind of like slow down people so that they kind of like turn into that downtown yeah so they want to make it where it's very you know you have your industrial that goes through highway 86 and so obviously you're going to want to slow down traffic through there so that's one of the biggest things that i've been campaigning on is we need to you know increase our economic developments that are in imperial you know i i think we're at twenty thousand people but we literally have to spend most of our taxes tax money you know our paychecks get spent on if we need groceries we have to go to another city you know all these basic things and you know if we go out and eat you know you try to always go in imperial but sometimes most of the time you know you can go to el centro or you go somewhere else and so if we add more resources to spend more monies in imperial you know obviously then that generates more tax revenues that comes in so you know right now i i personally feel that 
you know, Imperial's growth is like super high here, but their stability's, you know, kind of needs to be balanced a little bit better. You know, and then we can, because if you make your city self-sustainable where you have your economics, you know, you're not constantly hearing about your roads that aren't, you know, being taken care of. You're not having people where they have the highest power and water or water bills, you know, in the county. And, you know, people are complaining and, you know, they're getting out of compliance. So for me, that sounds like there's a problem in the long-term planning instead of, you know, when developments come in, they just kind of look at what's right in front of them and not so much a long-term plan. Yeah. Um, I was, I was looking at your Instagram and, you know, you've received some, you know, big endorsements, you know, one of them being Eduardo Garcia, um, and also received, uh, the National Board Patrol Council, um, the 2554 and, uh, was the other one, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 465. Um, you know, these, these are pretty, you know, big endorsements. Um, what, what does that mean to, you know, your commitment to, you know, working hard for the city of Imperial and its citizens? Yeah, I mean, I I think it for me, it shows that, you know, these people of these organizations and this person who's a pretty, you know, pronounced elected official in Imperial County that represents Imperial County at the state level have trust in me that I can do a good job for, you know, the residents and the community members of Imperial that hopefully they'll look in that hope that I can do the same thing, you know, Um, take their word for it from, you know, just put that on top of all the other things that. I've campaigned on and brought to the table while they're getting to know me as a candidate. Um, how hard has it been to campaign during like this pandemic, you know, being that it's really hard to be, you know, one-on-one and um, talk to people. Yeah. You've had to get pretty much get out of your comfort zone and, you know, you still go knock on people's doors, but you got to step back. And then for me, like I always go, are they going to get mad? You know, I'm social distancing. I have a mask like, but, you know, you just really never know. So I've had to, you have to be creative with your, use more of those social media outlets. You have to use like any, you know, event and apparel that you have, you know, even just, you know, go out of your way to try to reach out to these people and make them feel like they can trust you as a candidate in a time where you I feel like I kind of actually do have the advantage on it because, you know, uh, I have, I'm more used to the technology, you know, using zoom wasn't a big deal. It's all of that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Cause a lot of people, you know, a lot of people that I've talked to maybe older generations through zoom and stuff like that, they, they kind of struggle. I even talked to a candidate here in Calexico that does, he doesn't even have a Facebook page. So, I'm oh, like, yeah. man, you need to get with the program. You know, if you're really serious about campaigning, you know, that's the way to go, especially right now with, with COVID and, you know, everybody social distancing and stuff like that and not having events, you know, not being, they did have a, a like a meet and greet, but I guess it was like really limited to, you know, certain people. And so, but yeah, I mean, social media is really key right now to campaigning and stuff like that. Um say you had a magic wand and and you know you were you were elected and you had a magic wand what would be something that you would want to change uh about imperial that you know would be kind of like your legacy as a imperial city council member i would say bringing more business to you know make imperial prominent business district make it a commercial district you know bring that store in where we can spend our tax monies here and 
for me, it's, you know, not even about bringing on a legacy. It's just, you know, I mean, obviously, like as a council, if elected as a council member, you leave your mark. But, you know, for me, it's just prepping it for the generations who are going to come in and take over, you know, when I decide my generation decides to retire, you know, you have to point it in the right direction and hope, you know, you can't totally control the outcome of it. Right. But you can point it in the right direction. So, you know, later, you know, these goals will come together because even sometimes you work on projects, you know, I that you started a couple of years ago, but then, you know, they have to go through their various permitting process or stuff like that. And, you know, you see it down the road later. So like, for example, um, you know, when I worked at IAD, one of the big things, um, projects that I had started working on for them at the Salton Sea was this groundwater test wells. And now, you know, obviously I'm at Imperial County, but I still see this project like moving through. And I know that I, you know, it's definitely not my project now, but I know that I helped put it in motion and it still is really cool to see it start to play out, you know? So I think that would be the same thing for city council. And if I could do anything, it'd just be set up. So, you know, these, uh, the next generation has a better imperil than I, you know, I do right now, even though it's great. Yeah. And, and I think it's something that, um, you know, talking to you, like this is the first time we meet and, and, and talking to you, knowing you, your, your background, I think that um, something that, that you bring to the table is that, you know, you, you know, that the bureaucracy behind, you know, working on a project or, or, you know, doing all these things that, you know, you can't really go in and, and promise people like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do this because, you know, you know how slow, this process is and, 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 and how long it takes to, you know, get something even started, you know, it's not. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, that's where I say, you know, like everybody, everything in the private industry, you know, I had a old coworker and he would always get so frustrated because he worked in the private industry for, you know, 20 years. And he was used to being able, if he needed a part for, you know, his, whatever he was working on, he'd just make up the phone, you know, pick up the phone. Sometimes he'd get three quotes and he'd buy it and he'd, you know, move on with his day and, you know, having to go through the public process where you need to get a PO and, you know, that being, you know, I saw him like really struggle with that. So I always kind of, when you explain to people and they get really frustrated, you're like, you kind of have to explain to them, look, it's not just this simple thing where I can go to the store and buy it right now because this is public funds and there's a process that everything has to go for. But I also have seen, you know, because public process does take so long that people will get complacent and then they just blame it on it. You know, oh, you don't know there's a plan in place and it's like, okay, but have you followed up on A, B and C? Because you're telling me, you know, we need to get to Z and the holdups, you know, over here, how come we're not working on this? What's the status on it? You know, and then Sometimes when you pull that back, you see that there's a lot of work that hasn't been done and just not a lot of follow through. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, and it happens to, to us, you know, to me in, in education as well. Like we'll start a project and um, a couple of months later, like, oh, you know, it's it's there, but nobody's following through, like you said. on, on And it could be something so simple that can get you from step A to step B and somebody just, you know, yeah, it's, 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 so, it's so hard to kind of like something to explain to people how government works and you know education is part of kind of goes hand in hand with government so yeah it's, it's something that's like oh yeah but you haven't done this yeah we started but it's not you know it's in pro it's in progress but it's hard to get people to follow through sometimes but i mean it, it's it's good that you like you said you know you had experience in private and, and the public 
sector and 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 you know how you know you have to be pay attention to details and and to follow through so that you know your projects you know come to fruition yeah you know and the biggest thing is you know communication like i remember you know a little bit of communication goes a long ways you know i remember getting right out of college and one of my first bosses she would always say don't email him katie pick up the phone and you call and you talk to him and you know she was right and every time you know now i'd find myself like you know someone be like oh i emailed him never heard back well did you pick up the phone and call him you know um and so yeah like i still literally still hear her voice telling me just pick up the phone and call him and so yeah i that's one thing that i i do now you know i pick up the phone and call somebody if i have questions and you know if i haven't heard from them you know ask them again and just you know, make all my to-do lists. You'll literally see, like, I will write, like, my list of things for the day day, and it'll be, like, call to follow up on, you know, where this project is at. And that's because that's part of it, you know. Um, people get busy. I know I get busy. So I work on grants projects at the Air District, and I'll tell people, if I've, like, ignored you for a week and I called you and I didn't, you didn't call me back, call me again. Like, you know, there's, I'm not going to get, you know, mad at you for following up on me for something that slipped through my cracks, you know. Yeah. So, hold me accountable. So I think we all should be held accountable. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you feel that um, elected officials should be held at a higher standard than regular citizens? Oh, absolutely. If you're going to be, you know, the leader, considered a leader and like a role model in your community, I think you should be a good example of what you would want your kid to be like, right? So, you know, you're teaching, essentially people are looking to you to solve problems. And so for me, I, you know, explain it as, you know, for me and my kids, right? So my kids look to me to solve, you know, their problems of the world, but they feed off of, you know, my energy as well, right? So, you know, I, I saw this, I, I mean, you know, when my husband died, they, if my kids, if I was having a bad day, then my kids fiend off of me and they were having a bad day, you know? Um, but if I would like hold it together and everything was right, even in the midst of their chaos, they were okay. And so, you know, I've always just like kept that as a reminder of, hey, if I'm okay, then my team around me is going to feel like they're okay too. If I, you know, and so I think as a leader, like you have to like stay calm and not lose your composure because then when you do that, everybody else around you does. Right. And so, um, yeah, you know, that's kind of like the one of the biggest things. You know, everybody like right now, my daughter's in distance learning and people ask, oh, how's she doing? And I'm like, she's fine because this is what we have to deal with. And I mean, I hate every second of it, you know, but I don't let her know that I hate every second of it because then she's going to complain about it and she's going to go into it with a bad mind. Yeah, yeah, so for sure. The same way. Yeah. Um, any closing thoughts, anything that you would like to talk about that I didn't ask you? Um, no, just, you know, uh, right. These, uh, yeah, I mean, right now we need strong leaders in Imperial and we are coming into these times that, you know, we really need these strong people who aren't going to get wrapped up in the chaos who are in there to, you know, not make political stunts, but to make, you know, action and get problems solved and come in with that business mindset of running the city like a business, you know, because at the end of the day, it is a business and the residents of Imperial are our customers. And so we need to give them the best service that we possibly can while maintaining a balanced budget and bringing the economic development in, you know, 
and build a safe and thriving city for our kids to live in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, um, Katie, thank you for taking this time. Um, I want to remind everybody, I probably forgot, but I'll probably um, put it in, in post. Um, this is not an endorsement, just an opportunity for the candidate, Katie, today to, you know, get to get the community to get to know her um, and, you know, make a decision come November 3rd or if you're, if you're voting through mail like most of us are, um, you know, so you get to know her and maybe, you know, vote for her. But yeah, I want to thank you for taking this time. Um, I want to wish you luck in your campaign. And um, yeah, thank you for, for being here. Thank you for the time. Yeah, thanks for having me and everybody out there listening. Uh, vote for Katie Burnworth on your mail-in ballot or your November 3rd. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's so weird, right? <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening or watching. Um, stay safe. Wear your face mask. Wash your hands. Uh, social distance and we'll see you guys in the next one peace